0: What's up everyone and welcome back to the Alternate Reality Podcast where we talk about everything gaming, everything nerdy, basically, everything awesome. I am one of your hosts, Hebrew Hammer, and I am joined as always by Muggin. Yo. Yo yo yo. And uh yeah, let's we have not too long of a show this time. Like there's some good stuff, but it's not as crazy as it as it has been the past couple of weeks. So yeah, but nice, what episode nice little break. number is it Hebrew? Oh, yes, that's right. It is episode 100.
1: Yeah, drum roll. The
0: big 100. We finally hit it. We're in the trip digits, as Should we said ditch. in the pre show, mm-hmm. uh, which is a perfect segue because if you want to hear that pre show, make sure to go to our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash ANR pod. You can look up all the different tiers we have, and then of course you can go join our Discord, discord.me forward slash ANR, or you can leave us a five star review, which really helps out with visibility, and you can leave that on Apple Podcast or Spotify. So please do that. Um but yeah, let's go ahead and, and just jump right in though. So let's talk about some movies and TV. Now, myself and Hooch have already had a A very in-depth argument on this, um, which we are going to continue in a, um, Patreon discussion later on whenever you finish up, but what are your initial thoughts on She-Hulk now that you finally got around to it?
1: Yeah, well, you're probably gonna be pissed because I actually liked it, but...
0: I hate you. I
1: (laughs) think, so here's the thing. Mm -hmm. I, I went into it, like, with, I went in with very low expectations, um...
0: I mean, so did I. And
1: honestly. I think I think there was some very fundamental marketing fuck-ups by Marvel on how they like approached the pre-launch marketing of this show. Because what I found is a lot of people went into it kind of thinking it was like a superhero show. And mm-hmm. to me, it's more like a kind of like comedy sitcom that just happens to have superheroes in it does if does that make sense
0: yes i i do agree that that is the case for the show so especially.
1: i had a lot of varying conversations with a lot of different people about the show so i think when i finally like decided to sit down and watch it i was so perfectly level set on what i was about to see that it just kind of it kind of landed properly and like the couple of people that i had been talking to they were like dude just just watch it." You know, if you like it, you like it. If you hate it, you hate it, whatever. But now you know what you're getting into, right? And I messaged them back, and the first thing I said was, like, whoever did the the trailers and everything for this show should just be straight up fired. Because the trailers don't properly, like, set a stage that, that equates out to the show that I've seen so far. And I've only seen four episodes, so it could get worse, could get better. I don't know. But, like myself and even my wife who likes you know all reality tv and terrible tv you know all kinds of like she's all over the map on the type of tv she watches she like watches a little bit of everything even she was like when she saw the trailer she was like dude this looks fucking terrible and i'm like yeah right so it was just like i don't know so in my mind I think there were just some overall issues there. Let me and ask I, you this: I also think the CG isn't as good as it could be with a bigger yeah. budget. But and and, and it mean, it's it was terrible for her. Terrible yeah. for her. Well, so I'll be fair that I've been I have been watching on my big TV. I've been watching it like on my tablet at night, so it's a little bit. Oh, I'm okay. kind of well, missing a little bit of it. Yeah. But even there, yeah. I can tell like it's not top notch. Which, not even close. To top which, boxes. which is unfortunate, given that the main character of the show, anytime she's in superhero form, is 100% CG. It's like mm-hmm. it's not the right show to pick to
0: to and drop when she's your right CGI next to budget to a, garbage. And when she's right next to a very well rendered version of her in the Hulk. Because whenever Hulk's on screen, he looks totally fine.
1: Well, yeah, because they have years of his shaders already that
0: But that's what I mean. Whenever he's on screen, that emphasizes how bad hers is.
1: Right. And also, in a lot of scenes, she is intermingled with actual people. Mm -hmm. So you see the definition of them, and then you see the definition of her, and there's a mismatch there. It'd be one thing, like, if she's in a, like, 90% CG world environment, you may not see it as much or you could accept the fact that it's lower quality because it's not intermingled with that higher quality right next to it so you might end up in that like kind of zone where you're like eh, yeah the CG's not terrible but it's not jarring because of the way that it's presented you Right. Know, which we've I mean listen we've seen plenty of movies throughout our lives where the CG sucked like you know what I mean I went back and watched the original Toy not, Story not from like,
0: honestly not from a Disney movie modern like current day well, yeah, current, Disney right, movie yeah Or show rather, but we know that was egregious. honestly.
1: We also know that like during the time that this was going on, like there was a lot of problems, and we're starting to see some of those articles about like the working conditions and all that other bullshit. So, you know, with a grain of salt, I have I decided to watch it, and I was pleasant. I'll say I was pleasantly surprised that it was much better than I expected it to be. Am I gonna jump on the rooftops like some people and say this is the greatest Marvel show I've ever watched? I don't know. I have to see the end. Oh my god. The, end the fact red, that it can be polarizing even, like some people loved it, some people hate it. I've seen all people on all sides of the fence, right?
0: I couldn't even make it to the end. And I I, I was hate watching it basically, just what trying to you, make do you, my do way you through. You
1: haven't it. finished it?
0: No, I haven't finished it. Well, I'll finish, finish it for the sake of the for the sake of us all talking about it I will, but yeah, I've, like, heard I've had the, no I've desire. Heard the to finale is it so bad.
1: is bonkers. Like bonkers awesome. Like, everyone okay. I know that watched it, I saw messages like, the finale of She-Hulk is the shit. And I'm like, okay. And I've also heard, the finale of She-Hulk is garbage. So, I'm sure you'll be on the garbage fence, but...
0: I feel like I am.
1: Or maybe it'll be good enough that you'll be like, oh, okay, well, at least
0: there was a payoff at the end. You know, I, I feel know like happened, I am objective. Like, I feel like I don't... like. I'm, lots of people might disagree with me, but I feel like I am objective. When, whenever it comes to this stuff. So if it is legitimately like a good ending, I, I will praise it for its ending. Yeah, And there is some things in here that I have said that I do like, but there are so many more things I absolutely hate and I can't forgive it.
1: Yeah, I, to me, like so far, I think like the comedy side of it, I've, I've, I've rather enjoyed. And I think the girl, I, I don't know her name off the top of my head, so I'm sorry. <clears throat> I think it's Tatiana that's playing that's yeah. playing jennifer waller i think she's a she's got really good comedic delivery she's you know seems to be with it i know that she's done a bunch of improv stuff i, and I loved like her Comedy and Bang i think she Bang. did
0: fleabag and i really liked her in fleabag so yeah
1: so i have found her to be pr- really good um so yeah i'll just see how it ends but I, i've been liking it so yeah
0: well let's go ahead and talk about uh, interview with a vampire i have not personally seen it i heard that it's good though
1: it is, it is good. It is good. I won't worth I don't the
0: sub to the to the streaming station.
1: Um, well, lucky for me, I have access to like a Spectrum television account that has AMC, so uh, I get to okay. watch it for free on on demand. Mm, okay. So if you have you know regular television, you can just watch it on demand. Um, but it's interesting because when I was watching it, um today's episode because it's only on episode three and it just dropped mm-hmm. the episode three came out yesterday um it started off with this little thing where it, like did this little animation and it goes the immortal universe and i'm like what in the fuck is that <laughs> so apparently they've got an another show coming from amc the may the mayfair witches which was another ann rice book series and my wife said she actually she read all those books um mm-hmm it's coming out soon and it has the same little logo so where you if you see if you go find any of the tv like the images of the interview with the vampire logo above it there's this little hourglass with an iu in it so Mm -hmm. this is going to be the Anne rice's connected like cinematic universe apparently so that was interesting. I hadn't, I, I, didn't read a lot about this, right? I didn't even realize, you know, I had seen a trailer or two, but I saw that, and then they showed a trailer for that other one, and the logo was similar and had that IU, and I was like, oh, okay. But the show is 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 very well acted. The sets are, are good. The um, costumes are amazing. Um, every, you know, mm-hmm. the the CG where they have it, you know, with the fangs and the eyes and all that stuff. Yeah, is very it looks really good in the trailer. So. Yeah, no, it's it's very well done. The interview part of it, like where, cause you, you get, it, you come out of it, right? So there'll be the interviewer talking with, with Louie, right? And and you'll be seeing that stuff and then Louie will start talking and then it goes into the, you know, okay, we're looking, we're looking at 1917 now, right? Mm-hmm. And then you're in that set piece and then you might get broken out of it because they have a conversation where he stops right. telling the story. So that's been really interesting. Um, and I think they've done a really good job of, of, of creating that. I'm, you know, looking at a memory. And even today in this episode, they started talking about how, you know, I mean, you find out right about it in the beginning, but the the main character, the interviewer has, you know, interviewed him in the past, like in the seventies and they had a falling out and they didn't finish the interview. Right. So Mm -hmm. he's reached out to him now and it's like, you know, it's 2021 COVID's there and everything. And it's, you know, 50 years later or whatever. 40 years later and he's like reach back out and Louise said listen I want to finish what we started you know I was an asshole and you know you you were you and I was me and I'd like to you know fresh slate let's start over so they're talking about the contradictions between the two things and the and the um like they have a conversation about like the recollection of memory versus the truth of the situation and then later in the episode they have this part where he he says something about a detail and then they cut back right to them talking and the interviewer is like well was it raining that day and he's like he starts thinking about that scene we just watched but then all of a sudden it starts raining you know what i mean so it's mm-hmm. the exact same scene the exact same way we just saw it except now it's pouring rain and he and then it comes back to the interviewer space and he says oh it, you know this that or the other thing and you're like it's really cool how they start talking about, like, how memory can be, um, like, altered or changed over time or forgotten and then refilled with, right. you know, how we want it. So, it's it's pretty interesting that kind of, well, is this how it actually happened part of the conversation, mm-hmm. you know? Um, right. I will say they, um, I don't want to talk about it because you haven't seen it and it's it's still relatively new, but at one point we can dive into it a little bit more, but... There's been some fundamental changing of, you know, characterizations of these characters. Mm -hmm. I've read the books, so I know it wasn't in the books. Um, (laughs) But I do know that Anne Rice is also like a contributing writer, producer, and has credits Mm -hmm. on the show. So obviously she's been involved in making these tweaks and updates. And again, I think it boils down to, you know updating it for the modern era and, 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 and advancing some storylines that maybe weren't so forward in their conversations. Cause thinking back to it, like I could see that being the case, but it wasn't as forward because of the time that the books were written. Right. Um, you know, and then obviously you can tell from the trailers, I mean, he's black. He wasn't black in the yeah. books. Right. Um, so Lestat is white and he's black. So there's a lot of conversations about, you know, it's 1917, so you know segregation and, and all that kind of stuff that they get to touch on as well, which mm-hmm. which actually makes for some interesting stuff. So yeah, I've I've been enjoying it. It's it's really good so far. So
0: yeah, fair enough. I mean, I, I'm definitely gonna try to watch it um, because I'm pre- I can I can finagle my way into the AMC app, I think, or at least get a free trial or something like that and and mm-hmm. binge it down. So yeah, just wait
1: till it's all out and then just crush it.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um Daniel. so Halloween you watched is this the new one that you watched or
1: <laughs> so my uh, one of my wife's coworkers was like, "Hey, you know, we need to watch the new one that that's coming out, right? That just came out. Oh boy, Halloween yeah. Ends or whatever." So he was like he was like, "Listen, just watch the original and then watch the two newest ones that are part of this new trilogy and then you can skip everything in the middle." So mm-hmm. it was we so we started with the you know, the one from 78 original Halloween. And then we watched the 2018 and the 2020 uh, ones, you know, Halloween and then Halloween kills. And then she went and saw Halloween ends today with her coworker while I watched the kids, but it's also Mm -hmm. on paramount plus. So then we're, she's going to watch it again with me this week so that I can see it. But he wanted to go see it in the movie theater thinking, you know, Oh yeah. Movie theater, you know, experience with this kind of movie would be really cool. So, they all went as like a big work thing and did mm-hmm. it. So yeah, it's uh she said it was awesome. She said the final the final movie was awesome. Um it was it was really interesting watching like the original nineteen seventy eight Halloween though with her because she had never seen it, but also didn't watch hot horror movies like from like the or late seventies, early eighties. Like uh, I gotcha. she's So not she in, didn't like, really know what she was movies. into. Like Which you know, because there's like run. slasher movie, right? Like Halloween yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Friday the thirteenth and you know, that whole you know, chainsaw massacre and stuff. So it was a different kind of horror movie for her. So there was like some stuff where she was like, This is fucking stupid And I'm like <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I mean it does. It was make meant it to be me, it was war porn. Yeah, and it was just like yeah, it was it was interesting. And also, you know, of course, Halloween was like Jamie Lee Curtis's first movie, so it was kinda of, kinda of fun to see that again. But yeah, it's yeah, you know, walking down the memory lane and then seeing what they've done with it.
0: And that's fair, yeah. It's gotta it. and then, you know, your wife gave it a um thumbs up, it sounds like for yeah. anyone I mean, that's thinking f- about for, it. So. For
1: us the trilogy like for me the trilogy got the newer stuff got better. Like the first one was okay, right. the one in the middle of Halloween kills was, was like kinda of ramped up and then she said this one paid off, so
0: Okay, fair enough. All right, well, that'll pretty much do it for the the movie section. Let's go ahead and move on to the news stuff. There's some pretty interesting ones here. So first thing first, let's just kick a dog while it's down. (laughs) Facebook's metaverse is empty. So whenever I saw this, I first of all said, of course it is. And then I laughed because uh, everything that basically everyone thought um, whenever this announcement was made and he was like, Zuckerberg was like, It's going to be taking everything by storm. Uh, We're like, yeah, right. Remember when he said that all of, I think he said in like within three years, all business meetings will take place in the metaverse. Mm -hmm. Remember when he said that? Like, I Mm -hmm. was like, there's no way, dude. Um, But anyway, so basically uh, Facebook's metaverse, they have uh, like a kind of like an application I guess um, where you can build your own worlds and things like that in it and obviously it's not nearly as cool as that sounds like it would be Mm -hmm. Um, but basically everyone there's just like all of these abandoned worlds out there because no one is getting on the concurrent you know, players within the applications for anything metaverse have been absolutely terrible Um, including there was another article I didn't even put it in here but just as a quick mention Um, there was a uh, metaverse um, game dev company that I forgot what they were called but they were offended because uh, some news publication mentioned that they only had that they probably only had like 34 concurrent um, subscribers and they were like no we don't we have Mm -hmm. 8,000 and then not realizing that (laughs) 8,000 is an incredibly low number for concurrent players so that is nothing to brag about my friends, so yeah, basically, you know the v r Metaverse situation is just not at all what it's supposed to be, and it's zero percent surprising to most people I would imagine, um, and they've invested so like a whole I guess the joke's on us ultimately because the amount of money that could have went to programs that would actually benefit people, oh my God, it's so sad to know that that much money was just wasted because it's like they're up to at least like 4 billion. No, oh, yeah, it's billions already. of dollars. You know yeah. the thing,
1: you know, and and now they've they initially were hoping for 500,000 active users. Um mm-hmm. now they've revised it to 200,000 active users, mm-hmm. which is still
0: you know That's lofty considering I, where they I, are. I think yeah. so as well.
1: I think mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, we we've talked about this before, but um you know, <laughs> I don't know. It's there's not an it's still not enough you know there's not enough vr headsets out there to generate the you know the um the user base that these people think they can get you know what i mean it's just like and 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 honestly
0: the the technology isn't really there yet either like it's not it's really not super appealing like you have to really be in on the idea of vr To want to play it like that's got to be your driving force uh, for the player. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Because you're never going to grab someone or you are most likely not going to grab someone and have them be brought into a game or a community or anything like that with, you know, the look of anything VR because it's going to look terrible next to anything else. Right. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, it's just, it's fundamentally flawed on so many levels just to begin with.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I think there's so many problems with the technology right now in Mm -hmm. that you have to buy a $300 headset, but then you also need.
0: Yeah, the barrier to entry.
1: You also need a pretty beefy gaming rig to run it, and even the mm-hmm. isn't one of them like the Quest Two like standalone or something like that. But
0: just got a price bump too.
1: Well, yeah, but it's just like <laughs> yeah. it, it even by being standalone, it doesn't it doesn't have the power. I think that's the one that's standalone, but but anyway, yeah, the
0: the Quest is that's the one I have. The Quest you can do it on the computer, which you need a good gaming rig and very specific things to do. By the way, um, or you can do it as a standalone, but you're very limited on the things that you can play and do.
1: Yeah, because it's the, uh, like when it's when it's not hooked up it's like an android device, right? Exactly. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it's it's I think, you know, in that regard that's a smart move by them to do because you can play it connected for better yeah, or flexibility. if you can play yeah. it you know, if you don't want to have a wire and you don't want to have to connect and all those other things you can do some things like you know, VR chat is something that you should probably be able to do no problem. Do you know right. what I mean? Um uh, anyway, yeah, so I think um, you know. I think in twenty twenty two, like right after Christmas, December twenty seventh, they said they were around ten million units. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't know who knows how many units are actually out there at this point because I think they're being kind of coy about it. But yeah, if you if you and there, the new reports are also saying that that they find that like what was it let me see if i can find it um it was like 90% or like a, it was like a huge half of all quest headsets stopped being used by players after 6 months
0: that's what happened with me actually for, so for the most part yeah you,
1: you you play those couple of like games that everyone's like
0: oh you got to play beat saber and that star wars lightsaber thing and that's
1: exactly you know, this, that the, and the other thing played, yeah. you know you play half life alex and then mm-hmm. and then you're like cool um, so I guess I could play Skyrim for the 15th time but in VR which was, this time which right? was terrible move, by the way I just move on with my
0: life um, yeah I I tried Skyrim on it and honestly it was so st- uh, the teleport movement thing is honestly just the dumbest thing I have, so yeah. I cannot be in on it
1: for me the one the one that I've heard is, is like one of the best representations of like what gaming could be is um that new that EA rogue squadron that came out and was like only like 40 bucks or whatever. Mm-hmm. I've heard that the VR in that game is amazing.
0: Yeah. I heard that because
1: good since too. it's a space game, you don't have to worry about that teleport movement bullshit. Yeah. Um, you have less limitations. And then you can like look around the cockpit and like see when you're dogfighting. fighting, you can like, you know, you can look behind you and see the ship that's chasing you and stuff. Like mm-hmm. that's where now VR takes an already good experience and makes it better. Right. It's not like a gimmick where I can teleport to the vendor and put a bowl on his head. Woo.
0: Right. But (laughs) even then with all of that, like you are also still looking at really shitty graphics relative to what you would experience with that game on a console, modern console or PC. Yeah. So, but anyways, well, let's go ahead and move on to the next section here. And that is GameStop is an absolute mess now. It's in desperation mode. Basically, they have resorted to, I mean, not every single GameStop, but uh, lots of GameStops have um, been reduced to selling basically a whole bunch of toys that many of which have absolutely nothing to do with gaming. And on top of that, I've also heard a new trend for parents to do. It's called GameStop sitting, which is where they just drop their kids off at a GameStop and just let them chill there and let the employees deal with them. Where And the employees have been, like, all over the place. Employees have been basically like, I am so tired of playing the babysitter for these people who just let them come in and then they stay for hours on end because they just don't want to deal with the kids. Yeah. So... Yeah, they're I read that. Shit I read an article right
1: about now. that too, and they like come in and they're like, "How was my son?" It's like, what the yeah. F-? I guess one person had even said like, some lady dropped off her like seven year old, mm-hmm. and then the kid left. You know, it was in like oh, a mall, God, and the yeah. kid like left, and the lady comes back, like
0: got mad at him
1: forty five minutes later, and started yelling at him. Like, yep. Why did you let my kid leave the store? And he's like man
0: like i, I am i'm just running a, a, I'm a retail
1: cash register clerk i'm, I'm not a exactly. babysitter we don't tell our customers they can't leave like go find your kid yeah <laughs> you know like Jeez, as far as stupid. i knew you were next door and he just went back to you like that's not mm-hmm. my job so yeah exactly. it's it's been a thing apparently you know that's a, been a thing for 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 as long as those places have been there but it's just like people I think the problem is 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 people are being entitled about it like you should be why it's like
0: I think that combined with the fact of like what else is GameStop useful for now you know what I mean that because it's really kind of hit this mode where GameStop is no longer on the forefront of gaming far far I think the
1: problem and the other thing is like just the change of society like when I was a kid Mm -hmm. and even like a you know an early teenager you know Mm -hmm. there was an arcade in every mall and right. when your mom wanted to go to the mall shopping when i was 13 she just tossed me in the arcade with 10 bucks mm-hmm. and we'd play mortal kombat and and street fighter and you know and just all every everyone would be there so you wouldn't no you right. wouldn't leave you'd freaking do that and right next to it was like an orange julius or like a you know like cinnabon or whatever so you'd go then you'd go next door and get a snack and go back in and and play video games so since that's gone, I guess the next closest thing is a GameStop in the GameStop. mall, because they have a, a gaming demo, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just... that's just boils down to, like, my mom wouldn't have left me alone at 7 or 8 in an arcade and, like, left for hours, you know? Yeah. Like, so, sometimes you gotta be, like, a responsible parent here and there. Mm-hmm.
0: And so, yeah. on top of that now, we have you know, them, these employees dealing with this issue of, of having to sell... And promote these items that have absolutely nothing to do with anything gaming. Like so, a couple examples are a lemon-powered clock, a <laughs> toddler ball popper, a broken scooter, and an algebra tile set. Mm-hmm. So it's basically like a broke-ass Toys R Us. KB is what it toys. sounds like. Yeah, ba- KB Toys because KB was the KB in toys. okay, Yeah
1: toy Story, you know
0: so yeah like it's it's been just degraded into this thing and then they have the nft thing which doesn't seem to be really panning out for them so oh boy gamestop it's mm-hmm. been fun but i think it might be time for you to go
1: <laughs> yeah man the, the the problem is is that the the problem is at this point isn't their, you know mean meme, meme stock status is keeping right. their shareholders keeping happy them alive, and telling yeah. them to kind of figure a way to keep this afloat, so we can continue to make all of our money, yeah, you know, off of our shares until until it finally crashes. So, like at this point, the sooner that that market crashes, the the faster these things will go away. And what's always interesting to me about GameStop is like every time I hear anything about the people that have to work there, mm-hmm. I've never ever heard anyone on the internet say one good thing about working at gamestop
0: oh yeah it's always terrible underpaid
1: tales. overworked oh over, you know do too much shit left alone to run a store you know all the stupid things that you hear and yeah. uh, it's like how how i mean is is Everywhere I go, everybody's hiring or has signs that say, hey, we're short-staffed because nobody's working or whatever. It's like Mm -hmm. they have to be able to find something better at this point. I think that's what's going to start happening, and then they're they're just not going to everybody run the stores anymore.
0: Yeah, exactly. So,
1: anyway. Well, speaking
0: of things that are slowly dying, um, (laughs) G4TV. Yep. It was revitalized and then died again. Rip. <laughs> so G4 TV, I was never really in on the G. I think I caught it like a few episodes, but I I think I was on the very tail end of G4. Um. So like I kind of remember like a dude, like the dude with spiky hair, who I I see in the picture here, but I think he had spiky hair at the time or something. Mm-hmm. And then the girl that he was always with, who was attractive. I don't remember who it was. Yeah,
1: you're talking about the attack of the show, guys. Guys and gals. Sure. Yeah. 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 They, um. Yeah. They, I mean, it just, it never really came back the way it once was. And I think that's just because, like, look, <laughs> there's nothing that those guys were doing that couldn't be done in a 30 minute, you know, YouTube video.
0: And yeah, exactly.
1: Now when that existed right when it first came out when i was mm-hmm. younger i feel really weird saying all this like when i was younger um <laughs> but like these are relics of the past at this point you know what i mean yeah i remember um, like
0: seeing trailers and stuff was like the big thing yeah like me. when
1: that when e3 came like you were glued to g4 yeah. because they were they were giving you all the info because there wasn't like well shit i can just go to youtube and watch all the trailers and watch all the press conferences and yeah. You know, even, even, you know, 10 years ago when YouTube did it, it was in full swing, but E3 was still this, this like industry event where only the news went to. Now, with like your Nintendo Directs and nobody even goes to E3 anymore, yeah, know, exactly. The market has even further changed. I think the market's changed two or three times as far as content delivery since mm-hmm. g four was originally on the air, I just they just never got a got around they never got back onto the pedestal that they once were, and they're just they're done
0: yeah exactly, so they tried it for a year basically and and now it's they're calling it done so yeah um it yeah, dies and, and again. what
1: sucks is like there's people posting like um the memo went out Sunday evening and people started posting tweets about it and, and people like G4 employees were responding like, Hey, this tweet is how I found out I lost my job. Neat. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. It says the, the Washington post Nathan Grayson says a termination was made so suddenly that former G4 employees who requested anonymity due to the signing of non-disclosure agreements told the post that staffed were locked out of internal communications like Slack and Google Drive without any explanation. Wow. Crazy.
0: Gotta love it. Mm-hmm. Well, so that's gone. And man, a lot of negative like closing of things or canceling of things because Nvidia's up next and they cancel their under a hundred or I'm sorry, under a thousand dollar a forty series card. <clears throat> so yeah, i you know i'm not the nvidia guy at all yeah. so all all you on this one
1: yeah so like nvidia is not having a good run with this next generation of cards so when they announced the 40 you know they call them the 40 you know the 40 mm-hmm. series um they they had cut the model line down to basically three cards or three or four cards three cards so there was there's normally like a forty six there's normally like a you know zero you know something zero sixty and a seventy mm-hmm. and an eighty and a ninety
0: right right in ascending series yeah. so
1: so in this one they announced two versions of the forty eighty and mm-hmm. then the forty ninety mm-hmm. okay um and the the forty eighties they released a they they announced a twelve gigabyte version for nine hundred bucks. As mm-hmm. the cheapest graphics card they were putting out, which is mm-hmm. ridiculous, um, and everyone flipped their shit on it to begin with—that it was just too much money for the base level of the card.
0: Yeah, for bottom and then
1: of the they bottom. announced a 16 gig, which was twelve hundred dollars, so three hundred dollar price increase. So then people were were looking at the specs, right, mm-hmm. and they were saying like, "Wait a minute, this twelve gigabyte." Like forty eighty isn't even a forty eighty. Like in a in a thir- in the thirty series, this would have been a forty seventy, because in addition to just being smaller, um, you know, four gigabytes less memory, it also had like lower clock speeds and less shaders and and all the things that you normally see the difference between the budget forty seventy and the premiere or forty sixty and the premiere forty eighty. Um, right so nvidia now to to rectify that situation instead of just being honest and going this is a 12 gigabyte uh, rtx 4070 not a, not a 4080 they said well there's um there's uh what was the wording they used they said it was just too confusing to the customers to have two cards called a 4080 so we're just going to get rid of this one so we cut um, the lower cost one. Yeah. Some people are still speculating you. that they may rebrand it as a as a 4070 and and repush it at 900. Mm-hmm. But it it's just getting ridiculous like uh, yeah, so now you're going to have two case. you're going to have two options. You're going to have the 4080 at 1200 bucks and you're going to have the 4090 at $1600 mm-hmm. for the graphics card. So like Goodbye. There's not going to be like budget gaming PCs pretty for much longer because as the stocks of the 30 series and 20 series start to run out, Mm -hmm. you know, and with companies like um, uh, EVGA going well, we're just not going to sell graphics cards anymore because Nvidia sucks so bad. um, It's looking kind of bleak for the um, the gaming market for graphics cards. So we'll see what happens, but not.
0: Oh, yeah. Looks even worse now, too, considering what happened in China yesterday. So,
1: no, what happened there? I must have missed that.
0: Oh, well, all of the um, like. So (laughs) Biden signed an order basically saying that everyone in China that's dealing with manufacturing chips, all Americans Mm -hmm. that are dealing with uh, manufacturing chips, if they do not resign immediately. And I'm talking 24 hours. Mm -hmm. then they lose their american citizenship and i'm not kidding this was a real thing what and so overnight yep you can look it up real quick if you want overnight everything just shut down china is no longer producing any chips and second guess where the most chips are made in the world outside of what china was just the other day Mm -hmm. is taiwan so they're about to go hard on getting Taiwan because they need to manufacture chips, and they've been stockpiling the ability like the uh you know requirements to do so so like gold and uh, platinum and stuff like that. so anyways, shit just got real crazy um in regards to anything chip related so yeah mm-hmm. pretty pretty nuts. did you google it?
1: Yeah, I did. So yeah. apparently they did it because they're concerned about China's uh crucial their commercial and military ambitions. Yeah. I, I wonder if they thought about China the fact and, that China and our... China and
0: Russia basically have been getting buddy buddy recently <laughs> and they've both been stockpiling all of the resources to make yeah. chips.
1: When have they not been
0: buddy buddy? That's the thing. Right. It's like... The two well, that's what i countries
1: in the world, like of course. Yeah, they've
0: gotten friends. super, super buddy buddy. Apparently, is yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, they I get already. it.
1: But at the same, at the same time, there's not anyone in the U.S. that's. But also, make I mean, that's chips.
0: that's crazy. Like, how unfair is that? As you, as an American citizen, over in China. Give up your job immediately or lose your fucking citizenship.
1: Yeah. Well, hopefully that's crazy Biden's man. hooking them all up with their salaries until they find that, a new job. That's what I'm pay. hoping for.
0: Like, I, I, I don't know the specifics of it. And he very well might have done this. I really hope that he did. But, yeah, like asking that and then not giving you any kind of compensation. And I'm not talking just like some compensation. I'm talking like this is like a life changing, gigantic thing in 24 mm-hmm. hours. Compensation, then, yeah, um, I'd be pretty upset. But anyways, that being said, um, yeah, it's going to get even more difficult, basically, for, for chip creation That's crazy. Uh, soon. Well, I so, better yeah, order.
1: If you want a Steam Deck, you better order it before they yeah. go back to...
0: Yeah, anything that you want to order, <laughs> do it now. Damn it. <laughs> um, but let's go ahead and move on to the next big thing. We're going yeah. into the gaming section now. Um we have Bayonetta. this one was has been making the rounds over the past couple of days um, before the whole amaranth thing dropped. Um, so basically the original voice actress for Bayonetta um, her name was what was it Jennifer no, not Jennifer I forgot, Helena Taylor. Um, she did the work on the previous two games for the character um, for the English voice and whenever it was time for her to negotiate her or get an offer, I suppose for her work on the third, Mm -hmm. they offered her only a flat rate of $4,000. And so she was very upset. She um, tried to negotiate with them. They would not budge on the $4,000. She even sent a message to the um, creator of the, of the game, the head developer and, um, contacted him and he sent her back a message. I I watched the video that she put out on YouTube. Um, apparently he sent back a message talking about how, uh, he, you know, is a fan of her work and that he really loved the time whenever he met her, you know, back a while ago at one one of the conventions or something like that. But, um, yeah, $4,000 is the best we can do. So, yeah, that was kind of the issue. She said no, and she asked everyone to spread the word on basically uh, boycotting the the game because that's her. She considers it her character. And although they are they already announced a replacement, um, she feels that they don't really have the right to do so. Obviously, that's arguable. Um, But because of that, she wants everyone to boycott it. And then we got a follow-up from Jennifer Hale, who's now the new voice, um, who has already taken up the job. And she was known for her role as Commander Shepard in Mass Effect. Um, and yeah, basically she took it and she has been getting a lot of people hating her because, um, you know, she she took over the role. And obviously she didn't even have any idea whenever she took it of what was going on. But at the same time, she also said, hey, look, I don't get paid enough as is. I have bills to pay. I got to take whatever comes across my desk. So I had to mm-hmm. take it, and I stand by taking it. Um, yeah,
1: she basically said, you know, I hope that everyone can resolve their, difficulties, their d- differences in an amicable, respectful way. And she also said, like, keep in mind, this game has been created by an entire team of people. And, you mm-hmm. know, hope you keep an eye-, eye open mind about what they've created you know, because they're like going boycott it, and it's like yeah. Like, the 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 thing that's kind of shady about it is that previous to Taylor speaking out, mm-hmm. you know, in an interview, Platinum Games said the replacement of Taylor for Hale was due to various overlapping circumstances that made it yeah. difficult for her to play Bayonetta once again, as in she's already doing something else that wouldn't allow her to do it in the time frame we needed it right. done, not. We offered her a pittance of money, and she exactly. was like, "You, you guys are assholes. We're not going to do it." So, yeah. right,
0: and that that was very spot. wrong of them. And th- and that's that's the thing. I've talked to a good amount of voice actors. I shouldn't say a good amount, but I've talked to you know some, a few high end voice actors at this point, and they all say the same thing. Basically, voice actors are not ever given enough money, not even close to what you think they probably make um for any mm-hmm. role that they do. It's super undervalued their work and uh yeah, this kind of thing is not super surprising um at the end of the day. So um but at the same time, I I, I understand both sides. I would be absolutely pissed if I was Helen Taylor. Pissed. But mm-hmm. I also don't blame whenever like someone gets offers like that constantly. Like to some people that might be an amazing offer, right? Um, so for her, this uh, Jennifer Hale, uh, you know, she's had lots of problems and, you know, lots of financial problems because of the career field that she chose. And this came across and she was like, four thousand dollars. Yeah, it's not enough, but it's something. So I'll take it. Uh, so I I, under- I certainly understand both sides. Certainly the, the enemy here is not the person that took it over. Jennifer Hale. The enemy here is, uh, you know, Basically, the suits um, that run Platinum Games because they're the ones offering it, and it, it really does suck. The idea of you know uh, boycotting the game because there are lots of people that that work on that game that depend on you know that game being successful. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the suits are ruining it upstairs. Basically, nice. I don't know. I don't know if if you do you have a different take on that as far as like. Who you think, who you kind of stand with, I suppose?
1: Well, I mean, look, it, as a as a member of the creative community, I mean, I think everybody, you know, deserves to get paid for their work. Mm-hmm. You know, in, in the design world, there's this whole thing where we call it um, spec work, right? So as a graphic designer, you'll get these things like, oh, well, you know, if you could do this first job, you know, you can use it in your resume for exposure. Um, and then if 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 the work is good, then we will, you know, the next job will hire you and pay you for. And it's like, get the fuck out of here, man! Like,
0: yeah, basically like they want free I, work.
1: <laughs> I am a professional designer. I'm not like just some kid and that you're like, hey, you want to try this out, bro? You know, right. I paid a lot of money for my education. I put a great many years of my life into learning how to do this before I found a job. I've got a lot of experience my design firm still gets asked sometimes for spec work. And we've got like 35, we've been in business for 35 years and work for, you know, companies like Yamaha and Dell and, Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, all these big name, you know, people. And yet you still have randos showing up going, and it's not just like little, you know, people off the side of the road. It's like big companies will be like, Hey, you know, can you do this for sweat equity or, or, hey, right. you know, can you do this this first one for a discounted price to get in the door? And it's just like, no. So, yeah, I, I'm i personally, like, very big on, you know, people getting paid for what they do. Um, mm-hmm. But I also think there's there's obviously a line, right, where I don't know what the going rate is for that kind of work. I don't know how many lines of voice acting she was asked to say. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like... It's, it's it's difficult because without yeah, more Yeah, is it something in, that you can knock out in one afternoon? Yeah, or is without it more like info... M-
0: multiple weeks, yeah. Yeah,
1: without more info about the specifics, you can't really understand what it is. And, you know, I, I'm nothing against either one of the, the people. But, you know, Taylor is somebody who... Or, or Jennifer Hale is someone who has done, you know, well-known, recognizable things and Uh if she's taking the work you know i guess there's the starving artist you know conversation about like hey you know i gotta take what i can so i can pay my bills right right there's also the idea of you know then you know taylor's saying well i don't care about the nda because i can't even afford to pay my car payment so you know where do you take my clothes and it's like you probably should have taken the job because you you probably should pay for your car. Um right. so it's like it's kind of a rock and a hard pace where you know you're letting your integrity um
0: battle against your needs.
1: Yeah, and yeah. and but at the same time if this is something where, you know, as a returning voice actress who's already done multiple games, who's well known in the community, should get a premium payment. You I know agree what I yeah. mean? Um so like you know it's like if you had if you had Patrick Stewart coming in to do the voice of Professor X versus some you know voice actor that can mimic his voice you're going to pay Patrick Stewart more money than you're going right. to pay the voice actor and that's just i mean that's the unfortunate nature of the beast i mean that's also why like if you look at clone wars um mm-hmm. you know James Arnold Taylor he he can do hundreds of voices he was obi-wan kenobi and he sounded Pretty damn close to you yeah, and McGregor, definitely. I don't even know if they even ask you and McGregor because they just went. The budget just isn't there to even talk to the guy. But did you and you know? So they got the cheaper option, and he did fantastic, right. and he's become a really big voice of the community, and everybody knows who he is, and you know, and he's gotten more and more and more work. You know, he he's a very prolific voice actor. You know, like so. You know, it's not like they got some rando dude that didn't know what he was doing. They still got a talented, vo- professional voice actor. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's a shitty spot to be in, and I I feel kind of bad for everyone involved because now you've got this air of stink around the game that everyone right. was really excited about. So kind of sucks.
0: Yeah, exactly. But we'll we'll see what happens with it. But um. Or I guess we'll see, you know, how well it sells. That'll be the yeah ultimate teller right there. But Exactly. Let's go ahead and move on for now. This is just a kind of small little fun thing. Basically, um, in Cyberpunk, uh, for the new update that's going to be coming, mm-hmm. uh, Sasha Gray is going to be the radio host that will be featured in um, Cyberpunk. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a continuously playing thing. And um, Sasha Gray is a former porn star. And uh, she was quite good at her job. Let me just say that. Um, But she has been a big Twitch streamer for quite some time now. I think she has like, what was it? I don't remember the stats, but I do remember whenever she... um, She has
1: more than a million followers on Twitch.
0: More than a million followers on Twitch. Because she was always like a gaming girl. I actually, and I swear to God, I did not even know who this person was until they started Twitch streaming and they got popular in that and I I saw her in a movie which they even mentioned here it was like what what would you rather or something like that? yeah would you rather
1: the horror movie and yeah
0: (laughs) I saw her in that and I was like oh I like I recognized her after I saw her on twitch I'm like oh yeah she was from that movie and then I found out what she did and I was like oh I think I might have seen her other places before too Mm -hmm. (laughs) but yeah it's um it'll be interesting because she is actually quite talented as as a you know uh, personality i suppose so um that'll be cool to kind of add her in there still hate cyberpunk with a burning passion but um for anyone that's going to be playing now at least you have that so that'll be fun yeah
1: um,
0: yeah
1: i thought it was i thought it was kind of um kind of funny um that uh like kind of the way that this is this is getting spun to in in relation to like the whole porn status and mm-hmm. where you know she hasn't done an adult video since 2011 right yeah, so she was only like, in it for oh, like
0: th- like three years or four something years too. yeah so years,
1: so, yeah. so she's 11 years out she's been doing music and streaming and and movies and stuff right but there was that you remember the um I don't know if we talked about it. Ad- Adriana Chechik, the Twitch streamer that broke her back at um, one of the like little stupid Events. booths at TwitchCon.
0: Yeah. Did you read about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So she's actually an active adult video performer, right? So she's like an active porn star, yet none of the things talking about her breaking her back mm-hmm. bring up the fact that she's an adult entertainer.
0: But oh wow! All
1: of the articles about Sasha Gray are like former porn star, blah blah blah. It's blah, because
0: blah. she was like I I, <laughs> I, guess I saw maybe it's because she's more prolific or something. She's, very, she's it's, very still, it's still it's still just
1: like it's still just like come on man, have some consistency. If it's you're not, kind you're of like she was girls. the um
0: yeah I I agree with you. I didn't even know that because I know who you're talking about with the broken back I didn't even know that yeah. she was
1: I saw um, a I saw a small a, a, a footnote in an article. Where they were right. like blah 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 is a yada 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 yada. You know what I mean? And then I saw a comment bring it up in one of the articles about Sasha Grey getting the role for the for the expansion, and it was just like, yeah, no, I, I, I yeah, that makes, eh, I could see that.
0: Yeah, and so I, I think it's kind of like that. I forgot what that one girl's name is. Um, uh, oh, the one who broke back. Not. No, 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 no! Not the other one. I was saying like the like an iconic um, like porn or someone that's known to be in porn, but like is only was in it for a very short time. But it it follows them everywhere. It is now synonymous with their identity yeah. forever. Yeah, I forgot who the other one was. It was like Mila. I want to say Mila Kunis, but I don't. That's obviously not right.
1: Oh, anyways. I think I know. Yeah,
0: yeah, I don't remember her name, but um. Anyways, not not super important, but. Um, let's go ahead and move on to the next little thing here. So oh, yeah, this one's Silent- exciting. Yeah, this one was pretty cool. So Silent Hill, it's going to be coming back. There was an official tweet that said that we were going to be getting more information about it on the nineteenth. I think it said, which right? is
1: tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah. Technically, because it's now. Technically, yeah, because it's technically it's Tuesday because it's after midnight. But yeah, on Wednesday right. the nineteenth at two o'clock PDT. Mm-hmm.
0: That's right. So that'll be cool. Finally, we're going to be getting another one after a very, very, very long break. Ne- nearly a decade, it says here. So,
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, um, dude. I mean, I remember, I vividly remember playing the first Silent Hill on the mm-hmm. PlayStation. Much like I very much remember playing Resident Evil 1 on the PlayStation. Mm-hmm. And it just being like, like mind-melting like, playing that game, then I will forever be a fan of that series because of it. It's just like, I don't know, it's just, there are certain games that kind of leave a lasting impact where you can remember, Mm -hmm. you know, that for for forever, you know, and I've got my my stack in my brain of the thing, of the games where I'm like, wow, these video games are like basically the pinnacle of... And and it may not be because they were the best, but maybe they were the first to break that ground or they were the, you know, the most ambitious that seemed successful, you know, not necessarily like, oh, since then, maybe there's been better survival horror or whatever, which I I don't believe uh, for a second Mm -hmm. that there's been better than some of those early Resident Evil games, especially Resident Evil 4 and you know, the first Silent Hill and like Parasite Eve. I don't know if you've ever played that, but Parasite Eve was awesome. Um, such a good, good like couple years there for that genre, mm.
0: mm-hmm.
1: but yeah, I, I'm I'm stoked. Can't wait to yeah, see what this, they're doing. Yeah, this
0: sounds like it's just good news for everyone mm-hmm, from, mm-hmm. Uh, from the sound of it. Um. All right. Well, let's. You got No Man's Sky on the Switch.
1: Yeah, these last couple I threw in here just because I I had a kind of a good week or yeah. two there. Um, yeah, you can
0: go ahead and just talk about each one because they're they're small. So. You yeah, no. Go I each one.
1: I picked up No Man's Sky for the Switch. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I knew what I was getting into. And I watched some videos and I picked it up. And I got to say, dude, on the OLED,
0: it's nice. I, I
1: am I honestly can't believe that they made that game run that well on that system. Like Really? It's that impressive? Oh, I mean in it so obviously I'm playing exclusively in handheld, so you're not gonna get any like, oh I put on my eight K sixteen right. inch TV. Um But in handheld on the OLED, it looks great. There's a, an exceedingly long initial load time, but once you've loaded the game initially, there's very little visible load times. Um right. like once you're on planet, like there is it's seamless, there's no load time. Um it does have some kind of pop in when you initially load mass areas of new space like new um terrain but it's the dynamic resolution and the kind of the way that the you know the, the far distance fogging and and depth of field and all that stuff works it's like i haven't really noticed it being quote unquote scaled down yet and mm-hmm. i've read a lot of reviews and watched a lot of videos where people are like listen i've put like 30 hours into this already and like i've only seen it dip once or twice and it was like there was like crazy stuff going on so yeah i mean it it looks gorgeous um they did good work on it you can tell that it was built you know they did a lot of work on on getting it running well so i've been pretty impressed so far i think i played like five or six hours right of it and very much very much enjoyed diving back into that it's very it's a very chill world and then with the new update You can even, like, lower the survival side of the difficulty so it can be, like, a more chill experience. You can even ratchet it up and make it harder. They add a lot more customization for your your game uh, difficulty Mm -hmm. that wasn't previously there, which is nice
0: as well. Right. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I haven't gone back to it in a long time, so I can't say anything for myself, but I have only heard good things about it since, and I'm glad that it runs well on the... uh, on the switch that's for sure
1: yeah so I guess I'll just dump it in the next one so the next yeah. one was Torchlight Infinite uh, released uh, PC and mobile uh, you know is it the Diablo Immortal Killer um, I think that remains to be seen I think there there's been a lot of initial controversy over it where it's like people have been like oh the developers made it seem like this was like really free to play friendly but it's really super pay to win and there's been a lot of arguments about like how pay to one is it, and and you know how much money does it cost to like be the best, and and all this stuff in a game that has no PvP. So it's just like, you know, in Diablo Immortal, you had PvP to deal with, right? Mm-hmm. So you were gonna be like, oh, this guy spent a bunch of money. I didn't spend money. I don't have to deal with them, right? There's not really anything that makes me have to compare myself to them, you know? Right. Uh, but it. In towards like Mob in in diablo immortal you were like you got thrown into a battleground and you got curb stomped by a bunch of whales right this one that that doesn't really happen um because there's no pvp in it at this time but so what i've read is from people who played the beta extensively was that in, in the in corner cases depending on how things shake out with your character and your build you could see upwards of a 30% increase in your overall power via mm-hmm. spending money but that was a corner case in all actuality the average is around 10%. you know 10 oh, to 15% really? increase in power which for me if dude if you want to drop you know a couple hundred bucks and have a 15% more power than me if we played the same amount of time and have the same level of character more fucking power to you. i mean even 30% is like whatever like what's 30 percent right. like oh your thousand damage now does you know 1300 Ooh, like that's going to be the, the difference between you know oh who cares because we're on a team running through a dungeon and your extra damage only benefits me so yep cool whatever right this <laughs> is <just> like <laughs> so i don't know it, has, it I've, i haven't put a ton of time in. i think i'm like level 20 um it's got some it's got a bunch of layered um like character progression systems that allow some customization which seems interesting but I also wanted to check out Undecember. Um right. Just because it, it has more of that path of exile feel. It's like Torchlight's very cartoon, which it always has been. And Undecember is more kind of living in that path of exile Diablo um style. So we'll see
0: yeah no i I am definitely like I played a little bit of torchlight for me it was just kind of it just felt like a cartoony diablo that and I think Diablo kind of left a bad taste in my mouth
1: mm-hmm.
0: not that I hated it it's just that i i I just played it so much that I just am not over that grind yet you know what I mean Mm-hmm, that like mm-hmm. whenever I played started playing this, I was just like immediately brought back there, and I was like, "Oh man, I just don't want to play this style of game right now." So I haven't got too far on on Torchlight yet, and I Undecembered looks exactly like Diablo, basically. So I don't know if I'll play that, but um,
1: yeah, I mean, but, you know. for me, it all boils down to monetization. The big thing problem that I had with like Diablo Immortal, and you and I talked about this before, is that. You know, you just didn't have that like loot. Let's just call it the loot pinata, right? Where, as you were playing, loot was dropping pretty consistently, and even if it sucked, you were still seeing things come out, and then you you saw that gold drop. You know, and mm-hmm. you're like, oh shit! You know, here's an item I could really use, and it just it just didn't feel like that was happening enough in Diablo Immortal plus the scale back on the stats in items made it like not as rewarding to get one like torchlight you know the golds have four or five stats you know plus you know so it's like it's kind of back to that more like loot grindy find the best version of it kind of thing which is i think like the bread and butter of that genre these days Mm -hmm. um and and Undecember feels the same way, but Undecember looks to be more like PO Path of Exile in its, um, what you call it in its in its skill tree. It's like way more complex and what you can customize your character and and stuff. In. Right. And so yeah, I think that's the big difference there.
0: That's fair. That's fair. All right. So the last one here.
1: Yeah. So for my board gaming homies, I uh, <laughs> I actually managed to get two of my grail games so i don't know if you're familiar with this term but like in the board gaming you know kind of communities you talk about like games you really want but they may be out of print or they're really old
0: yeah the holy grail of of or they're very
1: expensive and you just can't afford to buy them um so i came across two of my grail games um and was able to trade for them and uh so one of them, which is probably near and dear to your heart, is I finally got my hands on a copy of Mex vs. Minions.
0: Oh, which hell is yeah. which is the I, League I of Legends
1: it. game. Mm-hmm. So I now own a very high quality, very good condition copy of that. Which I'm nice. extremely stoked about. Um, yes. but the one that has been like a game that I have been wanting to get my hands on for years now is um Too Many Bones.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I scored a um, third edition copy of the core, but not the small box, the big box. And then um, because they just recently reduced the size of the box to save on shipping. Um, So they kind of compacted it down. And then I got um, the standalone expansion undertow as well as four of the like expansion characters. And I got to say, like, I cracked open that core box Mm
0: -hmm.
1: like a bunch of it was sealed, but the core and the expansion were open but in but like all the cards were still shrink wrapped, so it was like someone bought it and like looked at it and like just never played it. So I'm like, whatever. Um, so it's basically brand new. But um, everything about that game, and even the League of Legends ones, I cracked that open. Do you do you have that one?
0: Um, no, but uh, my my buddy is, and we've played it probably like 10, 15 times. So i yeah, like familiar the
1: with it. like the storage that's built into that game is like amazing. Mm-hmm. Like oh yeah. And that League of Legends ones, like every all oh, there's a bunch of really high quality, thick plastic cases for all the minis and everything's mm-hmm. like really well built. And the same like I mean, torchlight, Riot only does the best. So. Yeah, and then Torchlight, I mean that Torchlight. Uh too many bones was the same. Like I just couldn't get over like how much polish and like what would what anybody else would consider like add ons or pay extra for. Like, you know, the big thing now is like Replacing uh, boards with mats, right? Like, so instead of having like a player dashboard, you'd have like a neoprene gaming mat with a stitched edge. So I was looking at another Kickstarter today and it was like, oh, here's the game. Oh, and for 18 bucks, you get the neoprene version of the game board, right? So it's like, oh, cool. I paid 50 bucks for this game, but I didn't even get the good version of the game board and I could pay another 18. Everything, everything in Too Many Bones, all the player mats were neoprene all the dice are thermo earth or are the graphics are heat bonded. So they're like, you can't even tell they're there. Like as far as like finish on the dice, all of the uh, cards are made of PVC plastic. So they're completely waterproof and they won't Mm -hmm. bend or Nick or scuff. Um, All of the reference sheets are printed on non-reflective plastic with texture. So like you don't have to worry about them wearing out over time. So it's just like, everything is like of the, Highest freaking quality, and you're just like, you just crack, it. and and everything comes with. There's plastic storage for all the dice and and the chips and everything. And I just was like going through it, and I was like, God damn it, man! Like, why can't like everybody just go that extra mile? I mean, when you're paying a hundred and something dollars for a board game, like, why am I not getting a hundred dollar value? You're still putting the same crap in there I've always gotten. It's just you're overloading with minis or. You're, you know what I mean? So it's like I just really felt like it just set a new standard for me on like quality of components for price, and uh, that I will probably now forever compare everything to those two games.
0: Yeah. But well, I mean, that, super that's, stoked to own them. It sounds like they. I mean, one of them obviously I I know, but the other one also sounds like it's very high quality, which is very important. I feel like, especially and in, in, for the board game community, like, so I'm glad that you got some of your some of your grail games mm-hmm. scratch off the list So that's yeah good. um but all right well that's pretty much going to wrap up the show um uh, for this week everyone we ran actually we did about perfect timing one hour that's pretty yeah, solid right yeah, there pretty
1: good yeah mm-hmm.
0: all right um well yeah that's gonna be it for this week guys thank you all very much for listening we really appreciate it make sure to uh you know visit us over on the discord once again discord.me forward slash uh a and r and then the patreon discord.me forward slash ANR pod and leave those reviews five stars really really helps um so thank you very much muggin yeah yeah thank you and thank you all for listening and we will see you next time
1: peace